Yeah. On this Sunday, we will just meditate on Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. We will also see many more scriptures, which uh, makes us to better understand that praying and believing are essential. So people do pray, but they do not believe that God can give them and provide or bless them. So many times, when people ask of God, they don't receive because they have not been believing. Here in Mark chapter eleven verse twenty three, I would want you to understand a little bit background of that scripture. Jesus had gone to a village for ministry, and by noon time he was hungry. So he saw a fig tree, which looked green with abundance of green leaves on it, and he desired that there would be a fruit on that tree. When he comes near to the tree, he finds the tree barren, and he immediately curses the tree. By the time evening, when they are returning back, Peter notices that the fig tree that Jesus had cursed had dried up from the roots. So he says to Jesus, "The tree that you cursed has dried up from the roots." Then Jesus says this verse. Then read it. He says, "When you pray or when you speak, even to a mountain, and command it to be uprooted and be thrown away, it shall yield to you. And whatever you say, if you believe the things that you have said." Will come to pass. It shall come to pass. See, that's the key. We must always believe because in Romans chapter ten, verse ten, the word of God says, "With your heart you believe, and with your mouth you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you are saved." That means whatever when you are saying in prayer. In fact, if you go and read also in several passages that I want you to notice, go to Matthew chapter eighteen. Verse nineteen. Jesus said, "If two of you shall agree on earth, touching anything and asking the Father, it shall be given to them." So you see, two people to agree means you, your heart must be connected. You must be willing to believe the other person. You know, I can agree with you because I know you, and I know that you have uh, love and concern for me. So when two of us shall agree on earth and ask anything. So that means agreeing is in the part of your heart, in your relationship, the core of your person. So when you believe, that's why Jesus said, "You know, I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me." And we can understand that in uh, John's Gospel, chapter eleven, verse forty, Jesus said to Martha and Mary, "Didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you will see the glory?" And in verse forty-one and forty-two, Jesus is standing outside the tomb where Lazarus was buried. And Jesus had told the disciples to roll away the stone from the tomb. And Jesus says to the Father, "Father, I know that you always hear me, but uh, that when I pray, you always hear me. But I am saying this so that the people who are around me, standing, they might know that you have sent me." And then immediately Jesus says, "Lazarus, come forth." So Lazarus, who was dead and buried four days now, had heard the voice of Jesus calling his name. And the spirit of Lazarus that had left his body returns back into his body, and he walks out of the tomb. You see, there Jesus said that all the people who are standing around me might hear and know. So when Jesus was speaking, he was not speaking in his heart; he was speaking orally for every person to hear what he was saying. So when you pray, when you say something, that's why it is very important to understand Proverbs eighteen twenty one. He says. God has given power in your tongue, both life and death. So, whatever you speak 
about yourself or about your health or about your uh, career or about your finances about your relationships about anything whatever you speak it has got a lot a lot of spiritual uh, implications to it you cannot just simply say something and say i didn't mean to say that it can't be as a true child of god when you pray in your heart you will be believing that god has supplied all your need god has provided for you those blessings which you have been asking him and now not just asking but you are believing that it has already been done for you you see one example you can easily recollect is uh, go to judges chapter 13 you will find about manoha and his wife this is before the birth of samson uh, the angel of god will appear to manoha's wife who was barren for a time and the angel will come and say to her you will not eat the uh, raisins you will not drink any strong drink and you will keep yourself uh, a nazarene so that you will bring birth to a baby boy and he will be dedicated to god he will be used by god for god's service and he will be a nazarene nazarene means set apart and even that boy who is going to take birth from your womb you should not give him wine he should not drink any alcoholic beverages he should not have a haircut and he should be separated for god from his birth so manoha's wife will hear the angel's message she will go and tell her husband see i met a person i believe this person is not just a human being but an angel of god and manoha will say to his wife okay we'll wait and see if he comes around again but without telling his wife manoha will be praying to god you will ask god you will say to god god if it is you who has sent the messenger to my wife can you send that person again second time and notice in judges 13 it says god heard what manoha was praying and god heard and did you know what he exactly made that angel appear again second time to manoha's wife when she was in the field and immediately she will go and tell her husband the man that i told you about who came and gave me the message that i will become pregnant and bring birth to a baby boy is here now so manoha will come to that person and he will say to the person i pray that whatever you have said will come to pass notice there in the bible it is written manoha will say to the angel i pray that whatever you have said will come to pass that means even manoha was giving a indication what jesus said in mark 11:23 that if you believe in your heart the things that you have said will come to pass it shall come to pass nothing will not stop it no power can stop it here manoha was saying to the angel without knowing that he is the angel of god he was saying i pray that whatever you have said will come to pass and then he requests for him to repeat those things what he said to his wife because manoha asked for it the angel will say let your wife be very careful in obeying the things that i have commanded her she should not eat raisins she should not drink wine she should not consume any alcoholic beverage and the boy that is going to take birth from her womb she has to raise him up as a nazarene that means he should not go for a haircut even he should not be drinking wine and he should also not take any alcoholic beverage he will be set apart for the service of god and he says to manoha make sure that your wife obeys all of these things for these things will come to pass 
you will say these words to Manoha and Manoha will say, Can I hold you back for some time? I want to give you some offering. The angel of God, before he can offer the angel some offering, Manoha will ask him a question. The question is, tell me what is your name? And the angel will say, why do you wish to know my name? Knowing that my name is a secret. My name is a secret. So God was not revealing his name to Manoha. God was hiding his name from Manoha. But then Manoha say, okay, can I hold you back for some time? The angel will say, you can't hold me back for any longer than the message that I have come to give you. And he will make a request saying, okay, please wait until I give you some offering. The angel will reply, I will not take any offering from you, nor I will eat or drink, but you can offer it to the Lord Jehovah and place it on the rock there. So immediately, Manoha will bring a kid and the meal. Kid is a, a lamb or a goat's kid. And he will cook the meal and place it on the rock. Immediately, what they see is so awesome vision. Not a vision that their eyes were closed and they were sleeping and seeing. But right in front of their eyes, the fire, the flame came over the offering and it consumed it and the smoke rose. And while they were seeing, the angel ascended in that fire, in that smoke, towards heaven. Now notice, read the last few verses of the same chapter. Manoha will say to his wife, Oh, we are going to die because we have seen with our eyes God. And she will say, notice what she is replying. See, if she would have replied anything in the same attitude or in the same sense like Manoha said. Manoha was saying, we are going to die because we saw God. And if his wife would have just agreed to speak in the same language like he spoke, they probably would have died. But she used words which is a key for Mark 11.23 where Jesus said, when you speak, when you believe the things that you have said will come to pass, it shall come to pass. Manoha's wife said, no, it will not happen. We will not die. Because if we had to die, God would have not shown us all these things. God would have not revealed us the plans he has concerning the baby boy. God would have not visited to tell me that I'll be a pregnant woman and I'll give birth to a baby boy. If God had to make us to die, he wouldn't have given us that good news. So the good news itself is a proof that God wanted us to live and experience this miracle. And notice, we saw that God received our offering. It was acceptable to God. If God was angry with us, he would have not accepted our offering. But because God was happy, he received our offering. And the things that we have seen is a proof that God is for us. You see, that is how we should be. We should be more about like Daniel. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel was having a prayer life of going and worshipping and praying God with thanksgiving three times a day. And that was his habit. And the presidents, they made the king uh, to hear accusations against Daniel and put him in the lion's den. And when they put him in the lion's den, the king as his habit was to eat, drink and enjoy in the night time with entertainment. That particular night, the king did not eat, the king did not drink, the king did not even have any entertainment. And in the process, he had lost his sleep the whole night. He was actually waiting for the dawn to come so that he would go to the lion's den and find out 
what happened to Daniel who was thrown into the den of the lions. Now early in the morning, the king goes to the den where the lions had, you know, the advantage over Daniel. And he calls from top and he says, Daniel, Daniel, the God that you serve continually, has he saved you from the lions? And Daniel replies and he says, yes, because I was innocent in the eyes of my God, he sent his angels to shut the mouth of the lions. And that is an example of how Daniel was progressively believing God. Because if you notice, it is written that the king is replying. In Daniel chapter 6, king is replying to Daniel after he heard the voice of Daniel speaking back. He says, your God has saved you because you have believed in your God. Notice that in chapter 6 of Daniel, the king is replying and saying, because you believed in God, your God has saved you. You see, that statement came from a Gentile king. And we must get the clue that when the king was saying that your God has saved you because you have believed in him, it's not that Daniel was just doing a prayer service to God for the sake of doing it. He was a true believer. He had faith in God. And whenever he was praying, he was trusting God for God to answer him. That's why in ninth chapter, he was praying for the people of Israel. He was asking God to forgive the sins of the kings and the people and the priests that had disobeyed God and his commandments and his prophets. And he was crying to God to show and to be merciful towards his people. And in the 10th chapter, Daniel wanted to go for a 21 days fast. On the, on the day he began the fasting and prayer, God actually had heard his prayer and had sent him an answer. But the angel who was sent from God, he had to fight with the demons in the spirit realm. And he was not even successful to battle against them single-handedly until Michael, the archangel, came and said to this angel, You go, Gabriel, and give the message to Daniel while I keep this engagement of battle in the spirit realm with the devil and Gabriel will come and say to Daniel look the first day itself that you decided to humble yourself and fast for 21 days the very same day God sent you the answer you see God actually has heard him the very first day but probably it took 21 days for the angel to able to find a way from the battle in the spirit realm to come to Daniel and say to him your prayers have been heard and have been answered. You see, when you pray, you must believe those things that you ask. It is done deal. It is already done. It is already finished. It is already on its way. So you will not go about saying negative about the things that you have prayed. If you have been praying to God to bless you financially, if you have prayed to God to give you a house, if you have prayed to God to provide you a new career, if you have prayed to God to expand your ministry, if you have prayed to God to anoint you, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to heal the sick or to cast out the devils, you must believe it is a done deal. It is already done. It is finished that God has heard you and he has granted it to you. All God wants you to do is to believe those things that you have asked in prayer that it is done. You must believe it in your heart. And if you can believe in your heart, it is already done for you. See, for example, we can progressively look into the life of that 
storm in the night when Jesus was sleeping in the under deck of the boat. The 12 disciples that were rowing the boat were the professionals. Some of them were professional seamen. They were fishermen. For them, traveling in a boat uh, was not something new. But that particular night, a storm came so much upon them that they were filled with fear that they are going to drown with the boat. And they go and wake up Jesus and they say, we are going to perish, don't you care? And Jesus will come up to the upper deck and he will first you know, say to the disciples, why are you afraid? Or why are you of fearful heart? Where is your faith? And he turns to the storm and to the wind and he rebukes it and says, hold thy peace. The moment Jesus says to the storm, hold thy peace, the very storm that actually was seemingly going to drown the boat and kill all the people in it went into a hush mode and immediately the disciples speak to one another in Matthew's gospel chapter 8 you read that the disciples speak to one another and they said what manner of man is he that even the wind and the storm obey his commandments you see when Jesus spoke his power was manifested even in the natural things the wind, the storm and all that. So Jesus has power over everything. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, And you shall receive the power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24, the word of God says, Christ is the power of God unto you. That means Christ himself who has come to live inside of you by the Holy Spirit has come to live inside of you with his fullness and his power. In Ephesians chapter 1, when you read from verse 19 to the last verse, it says Jesus is the head over all principalities, powers, rulers, thrones, dominions. And he has made everything as his footstool and yet he has given himself to be the head over the body that is his church. That means the church actually has that ability like the same ability that Jesus has over all principalities, powers, rulers and thrones and dominions. Go and read Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. It says, For you are complete in him who is the head over all principalities and dominions. So when Bible says that you are complete in him, all you have to do is you have to believe that you and Christ are one and you are complete. Because in John chapter 17, Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane and he said to the Father, Father, I pray that they might be one as we are one. As you are in me and I in you, they in us and we in them, that they and we might become one. So Jesus had actually prayed that we would be one. And in Colossians 2.10, when Paul says that you are complete in him, he was not making a new revelation. He was not something that he is going to teach something new to the people. But it was a part of the prayer that Jesus had prayed. And Jesus' prayer is always answered because we just learned in John 11, 41 and 42. Jesus said to the Father outside the tomb of Lazarus, I know you always hear my prayer and I am praying this way that the people around me that are standing might know that you have sent me. So Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane that we might be one is already done deal. So Colossians 2.10 when he says you are complete in him, it's a done deal. We are complete in him. He is our head. We are his body. So whatever the mouth speaks, our heart. See, mouth is in the head. Okay. Where is your face? It's, it is part of your head. And where is the mouth? It's in your face. But where is your heart? It's in your body. 
You see, with your heart you believe, with your mouth you speak. So Jesus has already spoken. All you have to do is you have to believe in your heart that you are given that authority and dominion. And we move forward and Jesus says in Matthew 18, I tell you the truth, unless and until you turn and be converted like a little child, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. What has a child got to do with the kingdom of God? A child will believe whatever you say. They will not question. They will not try to research. They will not try to uh, apply logic to it. They just simply believe because the one who has spoken to them has a authority. So, for example, if you your teacher is teaching you that A is for apple, you will not say A is zebra because you are going to believe. You are going to accept the teacher saying A is for apple. You will not argue and say A is not apple, A is zebra. No child will say that. Why? Because the child attitude is the teacher has said that means A is for apple. That's it. They will not go up beyond that. So Jesus said, unless and until you become like children, you will not enter into the kingdom of God. That means when you read the word of God, when you study the word of God, when you meditate upon the word of God, when you pray to God, when you are believing in your heart to God to fulfill those promises that you have just prayed and you have trusted that God will honor his promise and will give you those things that you have asked because you have believed in your heart, it shall come to pass because you are having that heart of a child. Trusting is easy for you. Then we understand that God Almighty wants each one of us to exercise dominion over all the things that he is prepared for us to enjoy because God has said he will never leave us nor forsake us. So it is up to us to trust that God has power. He questioned Abraham, is anything too hard for God? Abraham said, nothing is too difficult for you. He asked Jeremiah, is anything too difficult for God? And Jeremiah said, nothing is impossible with you. You see, in Luke one thirty-seven, the angel said, with God, all things are possible. You see, when God spake in the form of uh, Jesus to the storm, it stood still. When Jesus came to the Lazarus tomb, he said, Lazarus come out, the dead man came out. When you see the birth of Samson, Manoha said to the angel, I pray that whatever you have said, it shall come to pass. When you see Jesus cursing the fig tree, it got uprooted or dried up from its root. So in your life, when you speak things that are desirable, according to the will of God, it says in 1 John chapter 5, and we know we have this confidence that we receive of you all those things which we ask of you in prayer, because we ask of you those things which are according to your will. So you know what is the will of the Father, and according to the will of the Father, you are praying and asking, and you know for sure it shall come to pass. It is already yours. So you will not speak anything negative about it. You will not cut short the miracle in the halfway by speaking anything negatively. Because we understand in the, in the spirit realm, there are demons that are trying to stop those answers. There are demons that are trying to stop you from believing that the answer has already been sent. So most of the time, believers either they stop believing or they stop asking. Because they are not got it immediately, they might even fall into the trap of the devil thinking, God doesn't want me to take this further in the prayer. No, that is a lie of the devil. God has already said to you, ask and you shall receive. That means it is his will to give you. 
and when you know that it is God's will to give you, you can be very sure and confident that whatever you ask of God, He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think or imagine according to the power of the Spirit of His that lives inside of you. So you must believe in your heart and trust with your mouth. Those things that you speak will come to pass. That's why we must be very cautious about what we speak, how we speak, to whom we speak and what others speak to us. You can't even entertain other people speaking ill about you. You cannot entertain people speaking negative about you. You cannot entertain people speaking limitation to you, stopping you or cursing you or even trying to say you cannot do this, you are not good for this. So all those things when they speak against you, if it is not according to the will of God, you must say, I do not receive this. I do not accept this. You cannot be silent and expect a miracle. You have to speak to expect the miracle. You have to speak to bring the miracle into motion. You have to speak and believe in your heart that the things that you are speaking from your mouth is going to take place. It's going to happen. It is a done deal. It is not that you are waiting for it to happen. In your heart, you know it has already happened. So that's how Jesus says, you know, when you pray, believe that you have received and it shall be yours. So we must move further by trusting God, not only for the temporal things. The first thing that you must understand is just because you love God, he has promised to do great things in your life. Most of the believers, you know, they, they quote Psalm 91 and they are so much uh, memorized that Psalm 91 that they fail to understand the truth that God has kept in that psalm. You see, most of the time, any believer will quote and say, Psalm 91, he who dwells in the, and they keep on, uh, you know, quoting the entire psalm, fatafat they will quote off, but they do not dwell on the truth of the revelation that God has placed there in Psalm 91. He says, go and read, he says, because he has set his love upon me. You know, when you love God, you have already obeyed the law of God. Jesus said, whoever loves me, the Father and myself will love them and we shall manifest ourselves to them and we shall come and abide in them. That means when you love Jesus, you are actually making the residence of God Almighty and His Son Jesus to be in your heart. They are not living anymore in heaven, but they are coming down to stay in your heart. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So where is Christ? Christ and the Father are one and they are now, right now in your heart. They are living inside of you. He is the hope of glory, not in heaven, but in your heart. So when in Psalm 91 he says, go to Psalm 91, he says, because he has set his love upon me, there he says, what is he going to do? He's going to lift you up. He's going to make you higher. He's going to, you know, answer you when you are in trouble. He will deliver you from your trouble. He will also satisfy you with long life and show you his salvation. You see, this is the key. If you love God, if you love Jesus with all of your heart, he's going to set you on high. He's going to lift you up. He's going to make you what? Delivered from all evil. And when you call upon him in trouble, he will answer you. That means when you pray, you will get an answer from God. When you are low, he will set you on high. When you are in trouble, he will deliver you. He will give you long life. That means sickness and disease that kills people around you with all kind of uh, young people dying or people dying in the middle age 
or people dying with any kind of disease not all of those things or any of those things will have any power over your life because you will live a full life and as god says in psalm 91 i will show him my salvation that means you have eternal life not just a long life but also eternal life the condition is if you love him how do you love him jesus said if you love me you will do what i say to you what is that jesus has asked you to do he said first of all to love god and to love your neighbor that means when you are loving god with all of your heart you are also loving him for all these benefits will come to you supernaturally it's not that you are struggling it's not that you are you are managing your finances it's not that you are managing your health by eating and exercising and all those things those are all the part of your effort but the greater thing is god has already blessed you with good health and provision and protection because you have set your love upon him your love is not upon a person not upon a thing not not upon your job or your business or your career not upon your own family but upon god so because your love is set upon god he says because he has set his love upon me i am going to what read there and see he says he will set you up on high he will lift you up and he will do great things for you you see when jesus came to the fig tree he he actually felt the tree was about to supply his need but when he saw that the tree did not supply he cursed it likewise in our own life we should not get disappointed by the things that come around us to fool us but what we must do is we must know that god has loved us and when we love god he will make all things work together for those who love him paul says in second corinthians chapter first uh, corinthians chapter 2 he says no i has seen no ear has heard neither it has entered into the hearts of men the things god has prepared for those who love him you see god has prepared so many things for you that you cannot even imagine what are those things but if you keep on loving god if you keep on loving god he will keep on surprising you with all those things so remember your words carry a weightage your words do not seem any way to any person in this room or in the spirit realm as nonsical or kid talk for god takes your word seriously when god hears your words he goes into acting upon those words as you go and read in numbers 23 verse 19 he says as i have heard you speaking so shall i will do for you as i have heard you speaking so i will do for you that means god is saying to us when you speak i am listening and when i am listening i am going to do exactly the things that i have heard you speak in my ears that's why you must be constantly speaking the promises of god over yourself you must be constantly speaking the promises of god over others you must be speaking those things that brings glory fame honor life in abundance and blessings to the person who's hearing in efficiency says in chapter 5 let your speech be full of grace let it be full of grace like it is salted conversation that means those who are hearing you will be blessed by hearing your speech that's why we must be cautious about how we speak we must always say god i thank you for you have reversed my curses into blessing god i thank you that you have removed limitations from my life you have expanded my territory you have enlarged my territory 
you have blessed me when I go out, when I come in. You have blessed the work of my hands. I am blessed above all the people of the nation. A thousand times I am blessed more than my fathers. I thank you, God, that your blessing always continuously follows me wherever I go. Your favor surrounds me. I receive victory in every place. The sole of my feet touches the land. No man, no woman will not be able to stand against me all the days of my life. God, I thank you that you have given me a mouth and a wisdom my enemies cannot resist nor gainsay, that no weapon fashioned against me will prosper. Every mouth that rises against me in judgment I condemn. I thank you, God, that you are the one who has brought me thus far, and I know you have plans to prosper me, and I know, Lord, that you fight my battles. I engage you right now, Father, to take this fight against my enemies, to fight against my um, Concerns, O oh God, I cast all my care onto you. Lord, you will fight against the demons. You will fight against those principalities. You will fight against those worms that are coming to eat of my uh, harvest. O oh God, arise and rebuke the devourer for my sake, O oh God. Rebuke them, O oh God, that they might perish. And let me come into the fullness of the blessings of the abundance that you have given to me, O oh God. And I thank you for satisfying me with long life. I thank you for choosing me, O oh God, to rule and reign. Thank you for making me the head. Thank you for making me the lender. Thank you for making me the desired apple of your eye. Thank you for making me a favorable person in the sight of men and women. Thank you, Lord God, that your grace speaks for me. I thank you, God, for everything. And our Lord, cancel every evil curse spoken against me by anyone that I know, even a stranger, cancel it for your glory. Lord God, we pray that you will... Uh, cancel every word spoken against my finances by myself or by anyone that I know or even a stranger that my finances will increase and be blessed and Lord that I will be a lender and a channel of your blessing to the nations around of oh God. I also pray God that you will cancel every word spoken against myself by me or by my known people or the strangers concerning my health. I decree and declare, O oh God, that you have called me a olive tree planted in the house of God. You have called me a palm tree that bears fruit even in old season. You have called me, O oh God, that I shall bear fruit in all my seasons, O oh God. And I thank you that I am alive and well and healthy. And God, to you I ascribe praise and thanks and glory, now and forevermore. Let your heaven uh, doors be open, O oh God. Let the flood of blessings come upon my life. And God, we thank you that you are the one who will destroy the chariots and their riders, the horses and their riders. You will also destroy anyone and everyone and anything and everything that is undesirable for my life, for my family and for my ministry, for our career, for our our relationships or our finances, our health, our children of God. For the glory of your son, Jesus' name, I thank you that you have already made it as a done deal. We give you the thanks once again of God for teaching us that words do matter and we shall speak those things that we desire for it to come to pass. For your praise alone, O Lord God, in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.